you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Great America Podcast with Lou Dobbs, always in the fight for truth, justice, and yes, our American way of life. And now, here he is, the Peabody Award-winning voice of truth, the great Lou Dobbs. Hello, everybody, and God bless America and you. Thanks for being with us today. We're having quite a day here on the Great America Show. We set all sorts of audience records with our interview of President Trump. Perhaps I should rephrase that statement just slightly. President Trump set all sorts of audience records here on the Great America Show, and by that, I mean he blew the doors off. Man, oh, man, it's one thing to see those huge rallies on television, the crowds he draws. But it's quite another to see those uh, big audiences tune in and keep coming to this, pro- this podcast. It was just amazing. As a matter of fact, I've always known his innate media power. Uh, the left-wing corporate media is still struggling in the ratings without him in the White House, believe me. But to see it in action with our audience was simply a hoot. And President Trump still has it, believe you me. And Mr. President, if you're listening, thank you again. And what are you doing next Tuesday? We've got some space (laughs) here on the podcast. Uh, It was great to talk with him. And if you missed our interview, just go to the list of our episodes and click on President Trump on Biden, rhinos and winning. You really uh, will enjoy hearing the president again in top form, high energy, straight talk, always putting America first. And yes, you'll miss him more than ever, not being in the White House right now. And man, do we need him badly. So today's podcast is all about politics and in part about how President Trump is working hard to shape the 2022 campaigns and elections and uh, primary and defeat as many rhinos as possible. And then in the general election in November, put as many of those radical Dems in the ditch as possible and put as many America first Republicans in the House and Senate as possible. Of course, all the House seats are up for election this midterm. There are 15 Republicans up for election in the Senate, 13 Democrats. The Republicans say they're confident they'll take control of the House, even though they have more seats up for election than the Democrats. They say they have a good chance to win the Senate as well. And by the way, History does favor the Republicans as well this year. Over the last three quarters of a century, the incumbent president's party has lost on average in the midterm elections 26 seats in the House and four seats in the Senate. If history holds true, the Republicans will retake both the House and the Senate in the November elections nine months from now. And uh, one of those Democrat seats is in Arizona where incumbent uh, dim Senator Mark Kelly is going up uh, against the winner of the GOP primary. The general election is expected to be very, very close. There's no incumbent in the Arizona race for governor, but the Republicans have a crowded, lively primary contest lined up for us. And with us today, the candidate endorsed by President Trump. She appeared with the president at his recent Arizona rally. She's considered the front runner for the GOP nomination in that primary contest. She's a Trump fan, a MAGA candidate, and a great American who's not a professional career politician, 
but she is America first all the way. Welcome, Carrie Lake, to The Great America Show. Carrie, great to have you with us. Thanks for being I'm here. I'm so honored to be on, Lou. I've, I've always watched your show. I've been a fan of yours for a long time, and I'm just so glad you're back in action. I am a prof professional American. That's how I would like to term I like myself. It. I like it. <laughs> and a Trump uh, Republican. Well, uh, that's that's wonderful, too. And I think it's a great combination. And you were, let me say, uh, unabashedly, you were terrific uh, at the rally. It was just a, a terrific uh, a rally for the president and for you. And uh, good great. luck to you in this uh, primary the, the, and the race. The energy ahead. was the energy was so amazing at that rally, Lou. I hope it. I hope it came across through the airwaves because in person, it was so strong, so loving. The people to get to Florence, Arizona. You probably don't understand it if you don't live in Arizona. It's a good hour, hour and a half drive for most locations. They sat in 20 mile of line traffic. They parked a half a mile away. They walked. It was cold and windy and they stayed for hours. The love for this president, the love for America first and the principles behind it is so deep. I, I can't tell anybody, tell you anybody yeah. I'd wait that long to see other than President Trump. Uh, it's that, truly amazing. It, until people see it. Uh, to see it expressed, uh, these rallies uh, uh, from 2015 forward uh, have been exactly the same. Overwhelming, always surprisingly huge. Uh, and as you said, energetic, loving, uh, the spirit is amazing. Uh, and you kind of scratch your head at uh, what happened in 2020, but uh, we'll mm -hmm. figure that out another day. Uh, the president was great here. Uh, uh, we talked with him recently and, uh, man, he still got it. Uh, the numbers, those ratings, <laughs> I wasn't kidding. Uh, you know, he, he, he can have top billing and, uh, sit down next to me every, uh, every day, Monday through Friday, uh, should he like, uh, I do hear he's got lots of other things to do though. Darn it. Uh, let's turn to your race. Uh, this is, first of all, how did you decide? a professional broadcaster, uh, the top anchor in, in Phoenix for 20 years. How did you decide to take this on? Well, I've been covering Arizona, the people, the issues for 27 years, 22 at the Fox station, number one, top rated, top paid, had a great um, career. But I was becoming increasingly disillusioned and disappointed with where journalism was going. It became activism, leftist activism. And during COVID, it became not so much unethical and biased. I've really started to feel it was immoral. The work that was being done to divide this country, to scare people yep. into their homes, to refuse to give any information that could help people get better. And I, I just decided I no longer want to lend my voice, my spirit, my heart, my mind to this immoral line of work. And so it was difficult, but I walked away from a large paycheck and a comfortable life and just said, I'll, I'd rather do anything else, just something that is helping my community. And when I left, I put out a video telling the people of Arizona why I was leaving. And it was amazing. Overnight, that video went viral and thousands of people, Lou, reached out and said, we're going to miss you. We appreciate you. The coverage you was always fair. We understand why you're leaving, but would you consider running for office? We need some honest politicians with integrity. And it wasn't just one or two. It was dozens upon dozens of people stopping me on the street when I was walking or, you know, going to the grocery store. 
And so I finally felt like maybe I need to look into this with enough people reaching out, asking me to be a politician and run to help turn this state around. And I, I talked to a few people who I respected. I looked at the field of people running and it was full of lobbyists and career politicians, rhinos. And I realized looking at the field of Republicans running, if I don't run, we're going to lose in November and we're going to turn blue. We're going to turn into a socialist state like California with the people on the left who are running. And I, I really felt like it was my duty to take my relationship with the people of Arizona, my love for this state. I don't want to rent a U-Haul and, and load up my family and look for another red state with common sense. We're going to do everything we can to save it. So I threw my hat into the ring and we are, we're just going gangbusters. I mean, we've got President Trump's endorsement, General Michael Flynn. We have uh, Paul Gosar, uh, some of the great people behind the America First movement, Mike Lindell, of course, and many, many others, Larry Elder, many others are supporting our candidacy because they know I will represent the people of Arizona, the hardworking people of Arizona, and put Arizona's needs first. And I'm just amazed at the movement we have. Lou, young people are becoming conservative in record numbers. We have so many young people, part of our movement, that are worried about the direction this country is going. Good. And, and I'm thrilled with it. We're up more than 30 points. The other people are, you know, you add up everybody else and you double what they've got and we're still up. Well, that's, <laughs> I'd say that's a pretty good position to be in, Gary. Uh, I, I like, uh, I like hearing that. I, I also like the fact that you're not a, a career politician. Uh, I also like the fact that uh, you're a broadcaster. And I, by the way, I, I don't know if you know this, but I my first uh, first uh, big assignment, big job was at KBLU TV in Yuma, Arizona. And I have to tell you, I love that job. I love that part of the state. I love the whole state. Uh, but Arizona, that high desert, I, I tell you what, a great, great way to grow up in the business. Oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful, wonderful state. And, and geographically, we have everything. We've got tall ponderosa pines. We have low deserts. Um, it's just, it's such a spectacular state. We've got agriculture, ranching, mining. We have everything. And we just need to start uh, focusing on Arizona and making sure that we can protect our state from the government because the federal government has completely dropped the ball at our border. I covered the state for 27 years. I'd never seen that border more secure and effective than under President Trump. And then Joe right. Biden comes in on day one, and it's really an assault on the people of Arizona, what he's done. Yeah, I, when I was uh, a cub reporter, that border was a, was a mess. Uh, we had the Chavistas. Uh, we had uh, green carters crossing from Mexico to come up and do work in, the, in, in Citrus. Uh, and drug dealers moving uh, <laughs> marijuana, cocaine, you name it, across that border, just as they are today. And I, I think about that. 50 years has gone by, and the problem is only worsened rather than improved. And, and it's that's, horrible. And that's wrong because, as you said, President Trump had, uh, had the bad guys on the run. He took on the cartels directly. And yep. I was also thinking of another thing you just said, uh, and maybe we'll uh, sort of explain things about President Trump uh, not being a professional career politician. He had both parties scared to death of him, uh, and it took and, and it took a lot out of him to those intramural fights with the rhinos, 
the fights with the, low, the disloyal opposition, the Democrats uh, and the deep state. What are you finding in terms of uh, the flack you're taking, the incoming, <laughs> the opposition, because you are not a career politician? Well, thank thank God that President Trump kind of paved the way because I don't know that anybody else would have the guts to get in this. But we saw what they did to him. They're doing the same thing to me. I've got the the swamp. We have a huge swamp, by the way, here in the desert, believe it or not. And I've got the the McCain establishment types, the Ducey establishment types. They're all coming after me. Then I have the left coming after me every day, Lou. We've got the, you know, corrupt media in Arizona and frankly, all over the country reaching out to us, trying to do another hit piece on us. They're trying to call us all these slurs, racist, not, you know, the the typical Nazi stuff, but people are onto it. They're over the mainstream media. And I'm just to a point where I don't care what they say about me. The people of Arizona know me. They invited me into their home for 27 years every night. I was in their living room. Sometimes they watch me from their bedroom. Doesn't get more intimate than that. And they know I'm not what these newspapers are are calling me. They're scared to death of us because they know that we are an existential threat. The establishment is on its last gasps of air. And they have to either realize that America First is here to stay and work with us or move on. But we're not going to have a bunch of rhinos leading us into the ditch anymore. American people have have wised up and so have the people of Arizona. And Joe Biden has actually talked about best thing that could happen to the Republican Party. People are not just walking away from the Democrat Party. They're running away from it now. And I say we welcome each and every one of them. Open arms. Welcome to the party of common sense, of ideas that work and of a, a pathway forward. But it's stuff that you've been talking about, Lou, even before President Trump came on the scene. When are we going to start putting the American worker first? When are we going to start putting the American family first and stop selling out our country, our companies to China? China is nothing without us. And the minute we walk away from them and say, we're taking a manufacturing back, we're taking our companies back, and we're going to start things back up here in Arizona or whatever state, uh, they will crumble without us. They will crumble without us. And we just need bold leaders who are not afraid. And I'm, I don't want to be a politician. I, I got into this to save Arizona because I love the people of this state. And so I'm not trying to get fame. I've already had that. I'm not trying to get rich. You don't get rich in politics unless you're corrupt. I'm truly doing this for the noblest of reasons because I want to save this state from, from bad actors who want to drive us into the ground and who are using their greed to... Uh, you know, help their buddies. I'm, my buddies are the people of Arizona. That's who I want to help. Good for you. And, you know, you're at the epicenter of the uh, north, uh, the north side of border corruption, uh, Texas and uh, New Mexico and Arizona, and California. Uh, those states are right on the front line. And the whole country, in point of fact, is now beset by the the drug cartels, the Mm -hmm. MS-13s, the Dominicans, you name the gangs that are uh, carrying drugs, sex trafficking, you name it, uh, and death and destruction and devastation to this country. Uh, it's, it's, It's time for people to understand the establishment is really one bird with two wings, the Republicans and the Democrats, uh, and the only thing we do get is from that is is the bird. If you're a working man and woman, and your family is dependent upon 
uh, your your efforts. Uh, the Republicans need to quit talking about family values and support the American family. It's madness right. what we're doing to ourselves in this country and letting others do to us, including those cartels. It's terrible. Joe Biden handed over control of our border to the narco terrorists. And they're a lot worse than they were probably 50 years ago when you were down in Yuma. A lot worse. They're they're working with China. China's bringing fentanyl in to Mexico, using Mexico to traffic it up through Arizona. 40% of the drugs are coming in from Arizona. We've got human smuggling, child trafficking, and we don't want to have that stain here in Arizona. We don't want to be known as the gateway to fentanyl, which is being pushed in from China to poison this country and weaken this country. We have a national security crisis and a humanitarian crisis at our border. And Joe Biden's looking the other way. He's part and parcel to this. And he, frankly, has blood on his hands. I was just talking to a rancher at the border about a month ago. He said, Carrie, since Biden took office, I found four dead bodies on my property. It's terrible what's happening. We've, we have to stand up. And that's why I released my border plan. And I, you know, you've probably heard of Ken Cuccinelli. I think you probably had him on your show before. Sure. He's got a tough border plan. We have a tough border plan, much like his, but it's more Arizona centric. And we're going to take on the federal government. They failed us. They failed us. They're not protecting us like they're required to do in the U.S. Constitution. Article four, section four, the guarantee clause. They're supposed to protect us from invasion and they have dropped the ball. And I think they've done it intentionally. And there's a remedy right there in that beautiful document. Article one, section 10. We need to protect ourselves. And we're going to do that the day I take office. I will lift my hand from taking the Oval or the oath of office and I will issue a declaration of invasion and we're going to get the ball rolling. We're going to form an interstate compact with Texas and, and other states, because frankly, you, you said it, all of us are border states now with what's happening. Yep. And we're going to start arresting people coming across illegally, detaining them, and we're going to send them back. We will send them back. They will not stay. We will not stand for this. And we've got to remember the Constitution supersedes federal statute. And we've just forgotten who we are. We're, so we're sovereign as states. We're not serfs. And it's about time we start acting like it. Because we can't afford three more years of, of Biden allowing the cartels to control our state. So it's going to end January of 23 when I win. And I'm not going to back down. I'm, I'm not afraid of these people. This is a hill worth dying on to save our country. Well, I, that, that is absolutely, uh, you know, to me, inspiring. It is, uh, has to be reassuring to the people of Arizona uh, give us a sense of the primary issues uh, that will separate you from the field uh, and give you the Republican nomination to do battle in November. Well, it's funny because I, I mentioned I'm up against some rhinos and one of them, somebody said they heard her on the radio the other day and it sounded like she took a, you know, the script. It just copied everything I've been saying. And she's actually a very moderate rhino Republican. Oh but she knows that she can't even come close to getting votes with that because nobody wants that. That's what got us into the mess we're in. So I, I just think being a tough leader and, and taking the stance on the border tough. I've been outspoken about the 2020 election from day one, from the minute I was covering it on the air, November 3rd. We had a shady, shoddy, corrupt election, and we're not going to let that stand. And I've been very outspoken about that. We did a forensic audit here. The great right. people of Arizona said, wait a minute, 
wait a minute, what happened there? What happened on election night and leading up to it and the days after was not right. And thankfully, we have some courageous, strong leaders who listened to the people of Arizona. They got a forensic audit. And we learned a lot about how cheating and corruption happens in our election. Now, the mainstream media wants to act like it was a, a bad audit. It was not. It was a forensic audit. And it can be used in a court of law. And I hope someday it is because we're not going to just act like 2020 never happened. We will find and seek justice for anybody who defrauded the voters of Arizona. And, and because of that, you know, we learned a lot about how corruption happens in our election. And I believe in 2022, when I'm running, we're going to be much more keen to how they are manipulating the system to try to take these elections from the people. So that's one thing that really separates me. My bold moves on the border with my border policy. A lot of the other people are now trying to kind of take some of those ideas, which is fine with me because they're great ideas and I want them implemented. Um, I'm, I've been very outspoken about the vaccine mandates and the loss of medical freedom and medical privacy that we have. I, I've been at rallies Excellent. on the front lines with people these are hardworking people who just want to put food on the table and they don't want their boss to be able to tell them they have to do something medically in order for them to work. So I, there's a lot of issues that I'm outspoken on. I'm just taking a very bold stand because I want to get in there, do the job. And then I, I frankly want to get out of politics and get on with my life. So we got to go in and do it fast like President Trump did. <laughs> well, you know, if the... Uh... I, I love your I love your style and I love what you're saying and I love the fact that you are America first and I also want to comment on something you said at the rally which was you want to lock down that liar Dr. Fauci. <laughs> uh, I, the crowd seemed to appreciate your view on that. I didn't know that would be a big line. I really didn't. Um, he's done so much damage. Is he he's, is he supposed to be some bastion of of health knowledge because? The advice he's given us has not only destroyed our economy, hurt middle, the middle class, it's hurt our health. We've, yep. we've seen, uh, and, and I'm, not, I'm preaching to the choir here, but this isn't even a Republican-Democrat issue. We've seen uh, suicide rate go up. We've seen the drug and alcohol addiction rates going up, um, uh, abuse going up, child abuse going uh, skyrocketing, and the overdose deaths have reached a critical mass and a level that we've never seen in this country before. The isolation, the depression, this man is almost demonic in the stuff he was pushing on us. And the fact that he pushed those filthy masks as a mother, I got a real problem with that. To see my children with a filthy mask on their face every day, we wouldn't, let, we wouldn't allow it. But every time I drive by a school and see these little ones coming out with these masks on, it breaks my heart. And these young adults who lost so much, they weren't able to have a prom. They weren't able to ask the, the girl out to have their first kiss. They had all these restrictions put on them. And nobody, Lou, has been standing up and speaking out for them. I, I, I almost get emotional thinking about what they've lost. Yeah. And that's why these young people are becoming conservatives. We're seeing them in our movement. We've got a true movement here. You know, we started holding rallies kind of President Trump style back in July and immediately we're drawing record crowds like they've never seen before in this state with the statewide candidate. And a lot of them are young people who are realizing the future is very grim if they continue along with the dead end policies of the left. And they recognize that they have to get involved to save this country because it's their future. 
So I'm standing out as a mom just saying, we got to stop this nonsense. And Fauci has lied. That's a, that is a fact. He has lied and yep. he needs to step down. And I hope someday he uh, faces some uh, justice, frankly, for what he's done to this country and the great people of this well, country. Senator, Senator Rand Paul uh, swears that if the, if the Republicans take the Senate, that he will lead the health committee in a full investigation of Dr. Fauci and Good. the reasons for the decisions he made and the positions that he took. Because he seems far- compromised. He uh, seems compromised when you look at his investments and his ties. I mean, how does a guy uh, in, in public office make that much money? And why is an 81 year old man in the job to begin with? Why would uh, that be permitted? Uh, and, and why the decisions that he's taken with the CCP and in China? It, it doesn't make any sense. Right. And it bears examination. As a matter of fact, to your point earlier, uh, the entire investigation, the entire election of 2020 bears investigating, and we need to have that happen. Uh, not that I know anything one way or the other, or whether that investigation would change the outcome, at least in history. Uh, I don't know, but I do. Well, know it's this. surely so there are too though, many. There are too many surely, unanswered questions. The the COVID and the policies and uh, the way that it was approached surely had an effect on our election because we were talking about. COVID and people couldn't get in line and we needed more mail-in ballots. It definitely played a role in our election and whether it was intentional, that's the question. What were the motives behind these, these measures that were taken? Cause a lot of stuff happened here in Arizona where people were making and changing election laws and they usurped the state legislature, which is the only entity that can make uh, election laws. A lot of people were, were calling out uh, ways they wanted to approach our election who didn't have the authority, and especially Fauci. I mean, Fauci, he's not the, the uh, president. He's, he doesn't make laws. We've, we've handed over so much control to these medical and health department bureaucrats. Yeah. And that's one thing I want to look at here in Arizona. I don't ever want to see a health department official trying to shut our businesses down, pushing to mask our kids shutting down churches, they don't have that authority. And we needed a governor or a a leader to stand up and say, hey, I know what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, Mr. Health Bureaucrat, but you don't have the authority to shut down our businesses, our schools, and our churches. And we were looking for a leader like that. And unfortunately, there weren't many of them standing. We had one, and I think President Trump, and I, I liked how Christy Noem handled covid where she presented the facts to the great people of South Dakota and said, okay, now you go with this information and you make the best decision for your health and your family and your business. Yeah, that's the American way. And, and to think that in America, we permitted two large, the two largest teachers unions, health bureaucrats to tell us that we were going to shut down our schools, shut down our, our churches, that we permitted it. That tells you something about the state of the American mind as a society. That's not who we are, and we've got to be better than that. Uh, we can blame Fauci. We can blame the teachers unions, but we're the damn fools who let them run roughshod over this great constitutional republic uh, and mm-hmm. this free people. And it should well, but not everybody, not everybody realized that, and we're learning that. And, and, and I always say shame on the corrupt media for not putting more stories yep. about that out. 
You know, our, we just when we got our kids out of masks last year to the point where if you saw some of the viral videos, the kids who just broke down in tears when they found out, oh, good, we don't need to wear these gross masks anymore. And then, boom, school year starts up again. And we find out that they're going to force masks on our kids. I mean, I stood up in the middle of ASU, stomped on my mask and said, shame on Michael Crow, the president of this university for this. He can shove this mask where the sun doesn't shine. But we, we found out that it was the teachers union pushing yep. the CDC. Why do they have that control? And it, it really has taken this disastrous couple of years in our history for people to wake up and, and learn how to find out who's really been behind some of these terrible policies that have hurt us. Yeah, and, and Thankfully, the, we're waking up. And, and, the, and the school board association being asked by the education secretary to complain to the attorney general about parents in school board meetings uh, who they wanted to have designated, they being the attorney general and his uh, department, wanted to have parents designated uh, as domestic terrorists. The hell with him. Why in the hell Merrick Garland isn't charged, I don't know. And why in the world there aren't demands that he be thrown the hell out of office, I don't know. This is a criminal enterprise, this administration, and it's got to it's got to be stopped before it does more more lasting damage to the, the corruption runs deep, very deep. Indeed. And I'll tell you what, I, the only solution to the mess we're in is America first policy. And I, I really pray that President Trump, I believe he will be back in office someday. And and we will be turning things around and eventually more people will wake up to what's happening because some people are just, you know, we we're guilty that we were just carrying on with our lives. We're working, yep. raising the kids, trying to make sure they get their homework done and food on the table and do the dishes. And now we realize we were dropping the ball on the most important thing, which is protecting this amazing country we have, this amazing way of life. We just kind of pulled our head out of the sand now and went, whoa, I go to events, Lou, where I'm speaking to Republican women or just a, a group that wants me to come speak. And they say, we used to hold these events last year. We had 50 people. Now we have 250. We have to move it to a bigger venue. And I always ask people, would you have found yourself three years ago on Wednesday night at 6 p.m. listening to a politician three years ago? And they say, no. But now they realize that our hair is on fire. We're in the 11th hour and we got to save this state. And so I'm, I'm actually very encouraged, as bad as things are in the world, as corrupt as, as every facet of our government has become. I'm so encouraged by what I'm seeing when I'm out campaigning. People are awake. They're ready to get in the game and they will not back down from trying to save this country. I hope it's not too late. I don't think it is. But we got to get America first people in office. We got to get President Trump back in office and really right this ship. Yeah, and it is it is an absolute truism that democracy takes place first and foremost in the town hall, uh, the the local city council. Uh, that is where control is best exerted by the citizenry. And there has to be full participation now. We know at the local level. Uh, I once said something unflattering about the city council in Yuma. Uh, <laughs> and I was uh, a little tired of some of the antics and the politics. And uh, the, uh, Monsignor Richard O'Keefe, who was one of my mentors, said, Lou, you've got a great career ahead of you, but you've got to always remember 
be patient with these people. This is the city council. And it may be the toilet. I'll use his expression. I won't <laughs> use his expression. The toilet of politics. But it's the model for all politics. And Americans have to come home to their city councils, to their school boards, and take mm -hmm. control of these institutions. You're exactly right. Uh, if we're going to have a great nation, we've got to have great homes, neighborhoods, communities, cities, yep. and, and states. And that means people like you have to get engaged. And I am so delighted uh, that you are taking on the establishment, uh, uh, parts of uh, even the Republican Party and the whole Democratic Party uh, as, you, as you pursue uh, the, the governorship. Uh, what, what is your it's, thinking at this point? Any regrets you know, in taking it on? Yeah. <laughs> well, there, you know, it's daunting. I mean, to be honest, but I, I don't know that any regular person could just run for governor and do what we're doing without uh, a, some sort of a money, you know, source behind you. You have to be either filthy rich or have filthy rich friends. And hey, listen, I'm not opposed to being filthy rich. Good for you. You're living the American dream. But for a regular person, like our founding fathers envisioned, citizens stepping forward, it'd be really hard if I didn't have 27 years of goodwill by the people of Arizona, who I, I believe I served well as a journalist, I don't think I could, that, that I could do this. I would need to have tens of millions behind me. And, um, you know, thank God I, that God gave me the strength to do this. I was raised the youngest in a family of nine by primarily by my father, a football coach and a history and government teacher who um, sadly is no longer with us. He wouldn't recognize this country. And he gave me strength and, and a, a good work ethic, but I, I just don't, I'm, I'm using my name ID, which is 85% of the state knows who I am. I'm blessed by God and by the people of Arizona to have that. But it scares me that it's so hard for regular people to run for office. With yeah. I, I wish we could make it easier, Lou, so that the hardworking good people could say, I'm going to jump in and run for that seat without having to have some sort of a huge donor class behind them. Right. Well, I don't know I, what the solution to that is. I know what part of the solution is. Part of the solution is for us to all get engaged in those city councils, get to, get to know each other on Wednesday nights or Thursday nights whenever the, the city hall meeting or the school board meeting takes place. And if we all come together, we'll get to know each other and then we'll know who best among us can represent us. Uh, that's yeah. one way. For sure. That's a good idea. That's that's true. That's true. And and I'm seeing a lot of it, you know, and unfortunately, city of Phoenix is pretty real liberal. I mean, they've kind of ruined the city in some yeah. ways. Our socialist mayor, same as Tucson and Flagstaff. And yep. they had a lot of control over our governor. They were pressuring him to do all kinds of crazy stuff that hurt our businesses and our families and, and really um, trampled all over our rights. And he unfortunately didn't show the strength to push back against them and say, no, I'm the governor and I'm going to do what's right by the people. So we do have to go into these cities. You know, they do everything they can, though, to make it hard. They, they hold elections on a strange, you know, odd day in August when nobody's around. We need to work at making it easier and educating people to get out. Every single vote counts in these smaller races. They're not smaller in a way. They're bigger, like you said, because they have a bigger yeah. impact on our lives. And they're critically important, just as important as voting for president, your city council, and your school board. Yeah, I, I, I'm one of those people who's very proud of it. I've worked for uh, uh, two networks. Uh, 
And I got my start, as I said, at KBLU-TV in Arizona, working radio first and then TV. Uh, and one of the great experiences for any journalist, and I'd like to hear what you think of this uh, as a journalist, is you, you get to, if you work in local news, you get to go down to the Safeway when you're picking up your groceries or your six-pack, and you, you run into the, you know, the, 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 check, uh, the checkout uh, woman or kid or whatever, and they give you an opinion about the story you did the night before. And, <laughs> yep. and when you have that kind of uh, proximity to your audience and to your community, it, it gives you really, I, I think, far better judgment about what you're doing and, and who is affected by what you do. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what do you think? Truly. I, uh, and I'm so blessed to have that same, that same thing happen to me, even though I'm not putting out stories anymore. Um, or filing stories and reports, but I'm, because I've done that for so long here in Arizona, when I go into any, you know, setting, people know me, I don't have to introduce myself and say, mate, well, let me tell you, I'm running for governor and here's my platform. They know who I am. I have a lot of goodwill and um, I've covered the issues. I think about Ronald Reagan a lot. He grew up in a community about an hour from where I grew up in the Midwest. And so I was reading his book a long time ago and, and it was, reminiscent. Our childhoods were very similar, even though we're obviously many, a, gen, a generation apart at least. Um, but he had that same ability. And, and sometimes people try to criticize me. They say, oh, she's just someone who read a script or a teleprompter. And I, and I think, oh, wow, you really don't realize what you do as a journalist. I didn't just read a prompter. I, I went out and covered the stories. I was with people on their most bright, wonderful days and their darkest days. I've held the hand of a mother who lost a son in a shooting. I've been uh, to people's homes, what's left of them after a wildfire. I've covered this state and I understand the issues and I can communicate with people. Communication skills are so critical, especially for our conservative ideals. The left has run roughshod over us for so long. They've defined what it means to be conservative in a very twisted, untrue way. And we need some people to get out there and start explaining to the electorate and the people of Arizona and the country what it means to be a conservative. These are the ideas that will help us in life, get ahead, have a better life. And we've got to stop letting the left define us. And I think it's going to take some great communicators to do that. One of the things that people say to me when I'm out is, you have a lot of what President Trump had when it comes to your ideas, and you communicate it in a softer way, <laughs> which I take as a compliment, even though I love the way President Trump communicated. I didn't have any problem with it. But a lot of people had issue. They said, oh, he was too bombastic. He was too this, too that. And I said, wouldn't it be nice if we could just dial up the exact personality of every single person in our life? But we don't get to do that. And it, it took a brash New Yorker who had guts and courage and a fighting spirit to, uh, you know, I think he was up against what, 18 other candidates. Yep. And one by one, he brought them down and he went in like a bull in a China shop, shook things up, woke us up. And now look where we are. We are awake and we're ready to return to our glory days as America, where our, our liberties are intact and our constitution is revered. Well, that's true for part of the country. Let's hope it's uh, true for most of Arizona. Uh, I, I think uh, being here on the East Coast, I'm perhaps not as uh, 
assured hopeful (laughs) that uh, i'm sorry you know what lou we welcome you to arizona bring your show to arizona (laughs) well i'll tell you what i'm going to do that i've i always enjoy it when we get to arizona but i really believe that uh there's going to be a a real battle royal for this uh for this election uh history uh, i hope holds but the fact is that there's a lot of ugly dark money pouring already into uh into the left and it's going to be one tough, uh, one tough. A bloodbath. Well, I, I always wanna, tell people. I want, I want to give I'm up you against. As, oh, sorry, Lou. I, I want to give you, as I do each of our guests, uh, the opportunity for the last word here. Uh, and I'm, I'm curious about your foremost message to the voters in Arizona. Uh, but your choice, you, know, you get the last word. Well, I, I just love the state so much. And I'm doing this. For, for for some selfish reasons, I want to make sure that my kids have the opportunities that I had. And I think Arizona is one of the greatest states, if not the greatest state in the country. But we've got to protect it and get involved. I'm so honored that the people of Arizona recruited me to run for governor and that we've now got a movement that the people in the political world say they've never, ever seen before in Arizona. We have the ability to take this state and set it on course to be the, the most free state in the country, the best place to raise a family, to start a business, grow a business, stake a claim. But we have to make sure we're here to shepherd this state and this government. And that's why I'm doing this. Uh, I, I have a movement. We have a movement afoot. And I'm very encouraged by the direction we're going. We don't want to become California. Our proximity to California has shown us very starkly what bad, dead-end, liberal, leftist ideas will do. It will destroy a once beautiful state, and we will not let that happen here in Arizona. We have great plans to bring manufacturing back, to push back against China, to stop the drugs coming across, make sure our streets are safe and our kids are educated in a proper way where they're learning the truth about America, which is we are an exceptional country. And as a mom and the wife of a small business owner, I want to make sure that every child has that opportunity and we improve our education. So there's a lot to do, but we have to make sure that we have uh, fair and honest elections. And that's also on my list of things to accomplish. Um, I think we have a real bright future ahead. And I think we have to elect the right people and they need to be America first. And I'm the only candidate who's America first that's running. I'm going to need the people's help. I'm going to need their vote on August 2nd, which is the primary. I'm funded by the people of Arizona, not the swamp. I'm up against a serious swamp in establishment rhino characters who are running against me, the the teachers union who doesn't really care about the teachers or the students. I'm up against a lot of Soros money, and I'm going to be up against Planned Parenthood and a bunch of other um, pretty dark forces like that. So I ask for uh, your support out there. If you're listening to this amazing podcast, I ask for uh, donations if you care to make them. But most importantly, I ask for your prayers because Arizona is a wild west state and we got to stay the red conservative state that we're meant to be. Carrie Lake, thank you so much for this uh, past hour. And it's been a great joy to to talk with you and to hear your ideas uh, and your and your thoughts about Arizona's futures. I wish you all the very best of luck and thanks for taking the time to be with us. Here on the Great Thank America Show. Thank you so Show. much. Thank you. Uh, CarrieLake.com is where they can find more on me. CarrieLake.com. Thanks so much, Carrie. All the Thanks, best. Thanks, Lou. Take care.
Join us again tomorrow for the Great America Podcast. Stay in the fight. Truth, justice, and the American way will prevail against all enemies, against all odds. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.